If you want to know how to create like the grades, let's break it down. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with your customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. It's kind of like trying to remember the name of the guy that you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron? Was it Don? Was it John or Sean? Who knows, right? It's like that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution part, at least. It brings service and success together in one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that helps handle frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps your reps anticipate customers' needs. And a full 360 view of every customer so you can go to market and your go-to-market team can have a pulse on the accounts before you try to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale, support, drive retention, and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service, happier customers at every single stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more with your customers today. What's up, everybody? I'm Ross Simmons, host of Create Like the Greats, a podcast where I take you into the inner workings of how some of the greatest creators of all time did or do what they do. In this segment, what I call a journal entry, I'm going to take you behind the scenes into my world, a little bit behind the scenes into the stories and the ideas that I'm pondering. I share a little bit around what greatness means to me as an individual, an entrepreneur, a creator, whether it's a project I launch, a new company, a thing that I'm deciding to bring to life, or something that I'm struggling with. I'm going to dive into all of that in this series of journal entries. Today, I want to talk about something that has a lot of people talking, the recession, the looming stories and discussions of a recession, and whether or not this is something that we should all be very concerned about, if this is something that we should all be stressing about, or how we should overall just navigate it at large. Like, There's no question that we are going through those words that everybody says, some unprecedented times, right? And the saying is oversaid and it's somewhat tongue in cheek and laughed at, but it's true. It's true in the sense that there's never been a time that has felt for many of us this chaotic, so to speak. You go back into time over the last 24 months and I find it to be quite interesting, quite funny in many ways, because the media plays this constant train of of stories and messages around things like the great resignation, the great recession, the great reset, the great, all of these great things that are constantly the great quitting, like the quiet quitting, all of these stories, all of these ideas, it just needs to chill. It all just needs to chill. At the end of the day, the world is chaos. I don't know if this chaos is, is new to the world. If our parents, grandparents went through this Probably not because media wasn't always on. Breaking news wasn't every single day. But today, we live in a world that is truly chaotic. And it's been chaotic for the last few years, if we're being honest with one another, better yet, decades. And I'm not saying this to bring a bunch of doom and gloom to your ears on this beautiful day. I'm here to talk about how you can set yourself up for success. How you can set yourself up for success even amidst the chaos. Whether this is going to my peers, my colleagues, my fellow entrepreneurs, teams, those who might even have been impacted by layoffs or those who might be impacted by layoffs in the months to come. I want to create this and and share this because I shared it with my team and it's something that I put in writing, but it's also something that I want to share with you because I think it's valuable. I'm going to break down and, and share two key ideas around how to ride this wave as an individual who's trying to thrive in your job, but also how to ride this wave 
as a company, as an organization, as someone who's trying to build something, those creators, those people who are trying to create something great. These are the two things that I think are a top priority for a lot of the people in my circle. Either they're trying to find ways to ensure that they're secure in their job, or they're trying to find ways that they can ensure that their company, their organization, that they run the business that they run, the function that they serve is thriving. Of course, nothing is guaranteed, right? Nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is completely in your circle of control outside of your actions, outside of your behaviors and the decisions that you actually turn into activities. Nothing else is inside of your circle of control, really. You can't control whether or not the bank that your company banks with goes under. You can't control whether or not your boss, your CEO, the CMO, has blown through cash and, and they're laying off the entire team. You can't, you can't control that. But my hope is these ideas will support you in a way that helps you ride the wave. Let's get to it. So how do you, how do you keep your job as an individual during a recession and downturn? Again, there's not a lot that's completely in your control, but I hope that these ideas resonate and hopefully they resonate with someone. So the first one is taking extreme ownership of your responsibilities and priorities. I would strongly encourage anyone to get as close as possible to the most important priorities for your leadership team. And typically, the most important priorities are going to be directly connected to the bottom line. A lot of organizations are thinking profit, profit, profit right now. So you want to ensure that the things that you are doing are profitable and that you are tackling things that lead to more profits, more ROI for the company. You need to think about the work that you've been tasked to do and ask yourself, how critical is it for the organization to achieve its goals? And if it's not clear to you, don't be afraid. Don't hesitate to ask your leaders, your managers, the people you report to, how they view your efforts that you have planned for the upcoming month to actually support the overarching goals. And if you work within a large organization and you're finding yourself on a team that is working on let's say a, a vitamin instead of a painkiller, maybe you should ask to be moved and shifted to a different type of responsibility, something that is closer to the goals, closer to the objectives. You don't want to be working on a project that the team and the organization could throw to the wayside tomorrow and not really blink an eye about. You want to be on projects that have an impact and can make an impact. If you're in a smaller company, I would encourage you to go directly to the leaders. Go directly to the C-suite, go directly to the founders and ask them, what can you take off their plate? What can you do that is going to help them be successful as a company and help you achieve an organizational goal? And if you can do this, if you can do this, it's immediately going to give you their trust. It's going to make you feel irreplaceable, especially if you achieve that goal. If you're able to throw your hat in the ring to take on a project, to take on something that your company would really benefit from somebody putting their sinking their teeth into, you can win. You can win and you can ultimately become irreplaceable. There's a great book by Seth Godin called Lynchpin. I would strongly recommend that you check it out. All right, now another thing that you can do to increase your likelihood of being able to, to ride this wave as an individual is take ownership of your own personal growth. If you have made the mistake over the last couple of years of saying, I've got a job, I've got a degree, everyone is hiring, I'm good. Now is the time to adjust your thinking. The market is being flooded with brilliant minds because brilliant companies that hire brilliant people are laying off those brilliant people. So a few months ago, yeah, 
the entire tech ecosystem was competing for talent and it was wildly competitive. To actually get valuable talent, great talent was a challenge. But today, it's not that difficult. Everyone, even some of the best in their industry, best in their space, are actually looking for work. Because the companies, the organizations, the economics behind these companies is literally struggling. Entire ecosystems are trying to get to what Paul Graham described as default alive. And I want to talk about this idea a little bit, default alive. Default alive is what Paul Graham described as essentially being this idea of a company that isn't able to exist, isn't able to thrive or even win if they don't have venture capital money. If they don't have an influx of angel investors, then they're not going to be able to succeed. Default alive are companies that are profitable, companies that are generating revenue, that are earning more revenue, that are demonstrating growth, that don't really seem to be in a situation where if things got difficult, they would just fall flat and essentially crumble. This is why organizations are laying millions of people off across entire ecosystems, because these organizations aren't default alive. They aren't alive by default. They're alive because of the millions of dollars being pumped into them by VCs and angels, and that is evaporating. So this is why for you as an individual, your talents and skills have never been more important. Take that course that is available online, enroll in that program, read those newsletters, experiments with new channels, with new technologies, join the Slack channels, join the Facebook groups, do the work to start growing as a professional and build relationships. Take the opportunity to actually take ownership of your own personal growth. Don't make the mistake of thinking, oh, I can't do my job because I don't have a a lot of on-hand training. You need to actually invest the time and energy to grow your own skill set. That might mean for an evening or even for a weekend of pulling up a blog post, reading it, and then doing the thing that you just learned. That might mean taking a course and studying something new. You need to invest your own time, your own energy, your own resources in your personal growth because that's how you ensure that you can ride this wave. Another thing that you want to consider if you work within a company, the third thing that I want to recommend is that you take ownership of managing up the chain. You need to communicate consistently with your manager and even their manager, if you're in a small enough organization, on what you are doing and what you're contributing. I have seen so many people struggle with this, feel like they have contributed so much to an organization, so much to a company, and then get let go and think to themselves, wow, I did so much for them, but they still made that decision, not realizing that Yes, you did a lot for them, but you didn't communicate what you were doing. So I encourage you to send that weekly update. Not every manager is going to have complete visibility into exactly what you're doing. You can make their life easier and make your life easier by giving them insight and information on how you're doing, your priorities, the blockers, the things that you have accomplished. Celebrate and be your biggest internal cheerleader possible. If you're putting wins on the board, for the company, week in and week out, talk about it, celebrate it, share it, let the world know because eventually your manager is going to pass that around to the company as well. Identify what your priorities were and then articulate how you've achieved them. Identify what you want to achieve in the year and if you do it before the year is done, celebrate that loudly and internally. 
you want to do this. You have to do this. This is how you set yourself up for long-term success. And when you are thinking about communication internally, you have to recognize that sometimes you are your best friend inside of the company. Your boss isn't responsible for your growth. Your boss is really responsible for ensuring that you're able to achieve goals. You're able to achieve the specific tactics and the things that they put in front of you. Their goal is to coach you and to lead you and all of these great things, but you need to empower them to ensure that they know everything that you have going on, right? You want to make your boss feel like, your manager feel like, your leader feel like you are in control of your workload in control of your deliverables, your timelines, your executions, your commits to a project, whatever it might be, that you are in control. And you have to be great at communicating and managing up, right? You want to be great at communicating and managing up. Provide solutions to your team. Provide um, solutions on things that you believe are going to help the company be better. Make requests to your teammates and to your colleagues that you think are going to help improve the organization. This is how you want to approach it. Solutions focused is one of the best ways that you can manage up the chain. Provide solutions to your boss, provide solutions to your manager, celebrate your own wins, talk significantly about the priorities that you're tackling and the things that you're doing, and then share the wins that you're putting on the board as much as possible. All right, another one. You wanna take ownership of your personal network, folks. Right now, there are thousands of people scrolling, interacting, and learning on channels like LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook about your space. You can join these networks, add value to the communities that exist out there in the world, and build relationships with your next colleague, your next manager, your next business partner. If a layoff does impact you, it is a great backup plan to already have a personal network in place that is there to pick you up and help you. I've received probably three or four emails just this week from people who I've built relationships with over at LinkedIn, at conferences, on Twitter, on all of these different channels, I've built relationships with these people. And when they reach out to me to let me know that they got laid off, I had like five people I could refer them to within seconds, right? Opportunities that I could put them onto within minutes because they did the work early on to build a relationship with me. You can do the same thing. Build relationships now. It's so, so obvious when somebody is truly only making the attempts to grab a coffee and connect with you and build a relationship with you because they just got laid off. It's so obvious. That's not how the game is done. The game is to actually care about other people, build those relationships, build trust and establish connections, add value to their life. So when you do get into a difficult time, you can go to the people who you've built relationships with and trust with and ask them for help. It's very likely that the relationships that you have built will ensure that you are not out of work long. So I encourage you to lean heavily into owning your personal network. All right, this is the last one, folks. Take ownership of your own attitude. The world is not pretty right now. It's depressing. It's ugly. The news is horrible and the doom scrolling has become a public pastime for many of us. But here's the thing, folks. I encourage you to be that positive person. Try to be the positive person in the office. Bring the guac. That is an idea that we talk about internally at Foundation. It's one of our values to bring the guac, which essentially means everybody loves the individual who brings extra guac 
to the party. Everybody loves when you go to a Chipotle and they add extra guac to your sub and they don't charge you for it. We smile because of that interaction. And you can bring the guac every single day to your office. You need to do the inner work. You need to do the inner work so you can bring positive energy to the Slack channels, to the calls, to the meetings, to everything. And I understand that this might be very difficult for some people, but you have to do that inner work. It might mean therapy. It might mean coaches. It might mean more sleep, more fitness, more sunlight, no booze, better eating, whatever it is, do it. Find ways to get into a place mentally where you can bring positivity to the office. Find ways to be the person who truly elevates the culture of those around you. If you do these things, I cannot guarantee you that you will not be let go. I cannot guarantee that you will not run into challenges with your employment. But I will tell you right now that if you embrace these things, if you take ownership of your attitude, your network, managing up the chain, your own personal growth, and your responsibilities and priorities, that it will set you up for success long-term and give you the mental models that will ultimately set you up for long-term success within your career. Now, if you're running a company, how in the world should you approach it? Well, the first thing that I'm going to say is going to seem kind of, um, it's going to seem kind of biased. <laughs> It's going to seem biased for me to make this recommendation to entrepreneurs, to founders, to creators, but I'm going to tell you to keep investing in marketing. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that. But before I give you that advice, I do want to tell you something else. I'm going to tell you that you should embrace in the coming months an audit of solutions and tools that your team is using. Review whether or not the agency partners that you're working with are actually delivering the value that you deserve and that you want. Ask yourself, do you really need three lead gen automation services, four SEO software solutions, and three different call recorders all on the same bill? Determine whether or not you actually need 20 users for that one tool. If a software is charging you by the seat, it's time to clean it up. Clean it up. How many Zoom users do you need? How many seats do you need? Reduce them. Reduce them. You're not going to be increasing your headcount, so scale back on the number of seats on these tools. And lean heavily, folks, and into transparency and communication. If you want to ride this wave, you can't do it alone. You need to have partners. You need to have colleagues and peers, partners. You need to have a group of people around you that you can openly communicate with to make sure that you're making impactful decisions. So should you cut marketing activities? In my opinion, yes. I'm kidding. You should only cut marketing efforts, only cut marketing activities if, if, they are no longer serving you. Marketing during a downturn, during a recession is probably going to feel like you're hammering a nail into a rock day after day. And people will walk by you and ask you and think like, yeah, this person has gone mad. And you might wake up every single morning asking, is this what we should do? There's a little bit of dust, tiny few chips of rocks that are going to flow off. But for the most part, the rock is going to look no different. Just a little bit of ding. But one day, one day, with that final blow, that rock is going to split into two. And you'll realize that it wasn't that final blow that got you there. It was the 620 blows that came before that, right? Hammering a nail into a rock can feel unfulfilling. Investing in marketing during a crisis can feel the same way. It can feel insensitive. It can feel foolish, wasteless, pointless. And some people will even tell you it is time to stop. But here's the thing, folks. If you look at SEO, search. In 2008, there was a recession. And in 2008, there was an increase in the number of people who went to Google and they were searching for things like Salesforce, YouTube, social media marketing, software as a service. All of those different keywords had an increase in the amount of people looking for these things. Why? 
because people keep looking for products. People are still looking for answers. People are still looking for information. We live in the information economy. And if you can rank in Google with content, then you ultimately have the ability to capture their attention. Now, those aren't the only things that you should do. You should also distribute your content, optimize your content, and strive for brand excellence. But in addition to all of that, in addition to all of those things, folks, if you are running your organization, if you are running a company, I am running an organization, foundation today, a middle of a recession. And there's no question that it is difficult. There's no question that it is hard to do. But my viewpoint on this in terms of today is focus. Focusing on the things that are within my circle of control. Focusing on the things that I can control, that I can own, that I can lead, and that I can actually take care of. I can't control whether or not a client's bank is frozen because of some type of chaotic mess that's happening with a certain bank. I can't control that, but I can control my reaction to that partner and that client. I can control whether or not I lose my mind and get all frantic and stressed and yell at them and get upset, or I can have a proper dialogue with them, let them know it's okay, communicate to them that I've got your back, we're okay, you're okay, just wait it out. You take care of us when you can take care of us. You can have those types of dialogues today with partners. And as a result of it, you fast forward six months from now when things are a little bit more normal, 12 months from now, when things are a little bit normal, and they might come back to you and say, you know what? You had our back back then, so I've got your back now. I'm going to extend this relationship. I'm going to expand this relationship. We just closed a new round. I'm going to influx a significant amount directly with you, and I'm going to scale back from that partner that did pick up the phone and start yelling at us and start screaming at us. I'm going to prioritize you because you took care of us as a person, as a company. So I'm going to take care of you too. That's it. As a founder, as an owner, you have to be in a mindset where you're able to function and think about what you can do today, the things that are in your circle of control that are going to give you a positive outcome. Foundation's about 30 people. We're not a massive company. We're not a massive, huge agency with thousands of people all over the globe. Running one of those companies amidst all of this, I don't even know what I would do. That's not the seat that I'm in today. The seat I'm in today is a seat where I'm leading a, a team, an organization that does work with some of the largest SaaS companies in the world. We're running content marketing engines for some of the most impressive brands in the world. And I need to ensure that the environment the culture, the company, the finances, the culture, the, the state of being at my company is strong. And the best way that I can do that is to focus, to focus on the things within my control. I can control whether or not I decide to write in follow-up email to a prospect. I can make the decision whether or not I invest in a certain thing, whether or not I make the call on a certain project, whether or not I decline a certain invitation to do a certain thing. All of these things are in my circle of control and my focus must be on the high value tasks. That's my journal entry, folks. The next few months are gonna be rocky for many. The last few months have already been rocky for many. It is, may have been rocky for you. And for all of you who have been impacted by the chaos, by the turmoil, I send you nothing but the best. My wishes are with you. My good thoughts, good vibes, good energy. I send them from my voice to your earbuds and hopefully into your reality 
so you can come out of this thing better than you were when you got into it. I'm rooting for all of you, and I hope you enjoyed this journal entry. If you enjoyed this episode, please, it would mean the world to me for you to just drop a quick comment, quick five-star review, a quick share to send it to somebody who might be within your space, might be in your organization, might be in your, your the same shoes as the person that I might be describing around struggling to kind of make by in this chaos. Share it with me, spread it around. And if you enjoyed it, by all means, add me to LinkedIn, follow me on Twitter, connect with me on YouTube. I'd love to connect. I'm typically at the coolest school on most channels, but if you do a quick search for Ross Simmons, I'm sure you'll find me. Thank you for your time and have a great day or evening. Let's break it down.